Good evening, good evening. It's Tuesday, November 1st, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show. Post live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong <clears throat> sports fans. We will provide our opinions, positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. We're sorry for the slight delay. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're going to move on and make this thing happen. Um, wanted to say... With this being November 1st, it is the beginning of Movember, Men's Health Awareness Month, yeah. uh, particularly uh, cancer, prostate, and other things, but also mental health. So we'd like to say to all the fellas out there, please, please take care of yourselves so you yes. can be there for your families yes. and not only your physical body, but your mental body. My name is Big Reg, and I'm joined this evening by my partners in crime. We got J3 in the building. What's up, J3? What's up, Big Reg? What's up, Professor J? What's, What's up, going J3? On? Yeah, and yeah. A, and the professor's going to hit us with some knowledge this evening. What's up, Professor? Hey, praise the Lord, fellas. Let's just jump right into this thing. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Um, we're going to give you some quick hits, and then we're going to jump into football heavy. So as always, please sit back, relax, enjoy Positions on Sports Talk Show post. Thank you and appreciate you tuning in. Fellas, we'd like to send out a big congrats to U.S. swimmer Katie Ledecky for breaking her own 1,500-meter freestyle world record. Wow! Not only did she break the record, she lowered her record by nine-plus seconds, almost 10 seconds. That's insane. That is crazy <laughs> in a sport of swimming. So congratulations to Katie Ledecky. Moving on, the Big 12 Conference, which going into this year, we thought Big 12 Conference might not survive. Well, they're mm. finalizing a new six-year TV extension with ESPN and Fox, which is going to start in 2025. The six-year extension is going to be worth $2.28 billion with a B <clears throat> dollars. So that's going to increase the Big 12's annual revenue per institution by about $25 to $30 million each. Imagine that. Wow. So, they went from maybe going out of existence to now they definitely here to stay for at least a little while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Congrats to Vasily Lomachenko, who made his return to the boxing ring after stepping away uh, to help his home country, Ukraine, fight Russia. Uh, Lomachenko had a unanimous decision over Jermaine Ortiz. Um, started off a little slow, but he got going around the fourth, fifth round and just dominated from there on. The great thing about it is at the end of the fight, Lomachenko said he wanted to fight Devin Haney in the in the buildup after he won. Devin Haney was in the building, came into the ring, and basically told Lomachenko, if you want to make this fight happen, I went to Australia. I submitted to all of the stipulations of the current champion. If you're willing to do that, we'll make this thing happen. So hopefully – we will get to see a Lomachenko Devin Haney fight sometime in 2023. If they but do you know fight, who do you think going to take it? If they do fight, who do you think going to take it? I'm going to go with the young fella. Really? Just because he's bigger, just as fast. Mm -hmm. And I can see in that last fight that Lomo, Loma is, I don't know if he slipped a little bit, but he's not the same. 
when you've been fighting war and J3, luckily you never really had to get into that deep, but being in the military and dealing with desert, was it desert storm mm -hmm. that you deployed to? So mm -hmm. you understand once you get into that mindset where you've been in war and he's been in war, he hadn't been on the front lines, but he's been patrolling his communities and stuff with a machine gun in his hand. Your priorities change. Stuff. Absolutely. So I, to have that edge that you need to be the elite of the elite of the box where that's the only thing that's on your mind, I think that's gone for him. So that's what I give him the nod. Um, so you, think speaking of, take, you think Haney will I, take him in what? Oh, I think it goes goes all 12 rounds. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think anybody gets knocked out because this is going to be a, that's going to be a chess match fight. Mm. So speaking of uh, chess master, the last time we saw him, he was beating Melo Alvarez. He defends his WBA light heavyweight title against Gilberto Ramirez this Saturday on the zone. So that's your boxing updates. Really got into the World Series real quick, fellas. Man, these Philadelphia Phillies ain't going to die. Mm -mm. <laughs> Game one, they were down 5 0. Mm -hmm. Early. Mm -hmm. They were down five runs at the end of the third inning and came back in the fourth and fifth to tie it and ended up winning 6 5 in the tenth inning on a solo home run by Real Moto. I mean, yeah. they playing like they want it. Playing the simple. Yeah. I Every now and then you get that fake team that's just everything just <laughs> falls into place for them to win. Uh, I still think the Astros are the better team, and they did bounce back in game two and won 5-2. Yeah, that was expected. Yeah, that was expected. But the Phillies did their job. They went on the road and got right. a game. Stole that's the game. right. Game three was canceled last night, so game three is tonight in Philly. Mm -hmm. The next mm -hmm. three games in Philly, you know Philly's a wild place to play. Yeah, exactly. That's a rough place. It ain't wild. Exactly. It's a rough place. <laughs> so even if they get two of three in Philly and have to go back to Houston, I would not want to be Houston and have to go back with Philly having a chance to win one game to win the World Series because I think it's their year. That's right. Them bats came alive. They started strategizing the way that they need to. And, yeah, I, I knew game two was going to go the way of the Astros. They they weren't going to drop two at home. But still in home field advantage, That that's exactly what the Phillies needed to do in that game one. And I think they're going to serve them up tonight in Philly. Bryce Hopper is looking electric, I might add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, one of the um... – Older said to Bryce Harper, I think we underpaid him. Mm. Mm. And he got that. a 13-year, 370-something million dollar contract. So that's Imagine good stuff. That. But let's talk about the news of the day outside of football. And it's two parts. The Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash have decided <laughs> to part ways. I knew which, it was coming. <laughs> which is a nice way of saying the Brooklyn Nets went to Nash and said, well, we think about we might let you go. And Steve's like, you know what? Let's talk about it. We'll work it out, work out the compensation. I'll leave on my own accord. That way you don't have to pay me all the money. But I want to get up out of here, too, because I'm tired of dealing with these knuckleheads. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Kyrie will make you do that, won't he? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. 
I heard a, a factoid about Kyrie. Kyrie's been in – this is Kyrie's 11th year in the league. Mm-hmm. You know how many head coaches he's played under? Seven. Eight. Eight. I was close. Mm-hmm. I was close. They called him the head coach killer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, assistant coach Jock Vaughn, who's a former NBA player – who's mm-hmm. been trying to get a head coaching job. He's going to be the interim co- head coach, but it doesn't look like he's even going to get a legit shot because all the rumors and everything that's being published uh, online on ESPN um, is saying that uh, it looks like the Nets are finalizing a deal to hire Currently suspended Celtics coach M.A. Aduke is their next head coach. And from what's being reported, the Celtics supposedly aren't asking for any compensation. Mm-hmm. But I guess if Aduke gets a new job, then they'll be off the hook for paying the remainder of his salary. So they're working out the finalization of that. But what do y'all think about Steve Nash finally saying enough's enough? I'm done with dealing with. Kyrie and KD because KD's tough to deal with too, and then possibly behind Emmy. Man, big rage! I gotta say, when did he finally get the memo? I mean, day two when he was on the job, Kyrie said we don't need a coach. You know, they pretty much were the I guess bad analogy, but the inmates running the asylum. And basically, <laughs> when you watch the games, man, Steve Nash didn't look like he was coaching. I mean, he looked like he was just mute, just sitting there on the sidelines, just letting the game play out. I didn't see him strategizing like nothing. So, I mean, I don't even know why. And I said this when he got the job. I was like, that's not going to last because Kyrie, we already knew he was a head coach killer. And then when Durant gets bored or he gets irritated with how how things are going, then he starts to be a pain. And you see what James Harden did. He was like, I had enough of this. Let me out of here. So that's all you need to know. And now they saddle with Ben Simmons. And it's like that. that's a dysfunctional team at best. So, yeah, he needed to walk in. And if he walked on his own accord, I, I got to say he's a smart man. Because why would you wait to get fired or go through this season with, with what's transpiring in the last couple of days? Mm-mm. Yeah, the right was definitely on the wall. It was definitely on the wall. Yeah, it's a shame. Steve Nash should have never been hired for never. this particular position right. as a first-time yeah. head coach. Right. Where you're trying to go right for a championship and Agreed. you got established players mm. and you know two of them are what's the nicest high maintenance. Mercurial at at, at at the least, high maintenance and Deeply. bad people to deal with at the <laughs> best. I mean that's tough for a, a new coach to try to deal with. They needed somebody established, somebody who could do it, who wasn't going to put up with this stuff. I still believe they should have hired Mark Jackson for that job. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. Mark Jackson wouldn't have put up with that nonsense. He would have jumped right in that case and been in New York and all that. But what do I know? I, I'm just a guy talking about sports on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will see. What do y'all think about Emmy? Is that a good move for him? Because I don't necessarily believe so. If I'm him, I just sit out this year and see what falls apart later. Because there might be some better opportunities to come later in this year. 
Yeah, you know, egos uh, are something else. And especially in the Eastern Conference, if he has a chance to jump right in with a squad that he thinks that he can coach up to beat Boston, I mean, maybe he thinks that he can, you know, curb the dysfunction that's currently going on. Uh, we talked offline and I was like, this is kind of kind of weird how things are playing out, because if what he did was so egregious, then you have another team like right away ready to pick him up and put him back on the sidelines. So I'm thinking there's a lot of stuff we may not know that happened in this situation. But if I'm him, Big Reg, I mean, it's kind of like if you if you chomping at the bit, he's not going to wait a whole year to get back in the NBA. He'll probably jump in with this team, try to make a difference and try to stick it to the Celtics this year. What you think of Jack Three? You know, it, it's 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 uh pretty amazing if he has that opportunity to to coach another job so soon after leading the the, the Celtics. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I really would want that um that headache because you already know you got two prima donnas you got to deal with that don't like to listen. So um, and you you traded away all your pieces that could have been around him. So you're pretty much starting from scratch. Yeah, and, and like BJ said, how, how, how long is Kyrie really going to be on this team? No one knows. Because rumors are that he's not budging off of what he put out there, what he posted, even though he finally took it down. So I, the New York media definitely ain't going to let that go. Mm-hmm. And you saw they had eight people courtside with T-shirts on about the situation. So I don't see how much longer Kyrie or Kyrie has another situation that he wants to speak up about that. I think the owner's going to finally say, and you know, what's enough enough, just go home and we'll try to trade you. So. And this is why I thought sense was insane talking about LeBron should take him back. I was like, no, he should not. <laughs> Under no circumstances should he reunite himself again with Kyrie Irving. He will never, ever, ever get close to another championship with that head case on his team. Could you imagine this circus if if he had said what he said he was with the Lakers? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to college football. Uh, The official... First college football playoff rankings literally were just released. Number one, Tennessee, giving them credit for their victory over Alabama. It's the best win, major win. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. Mm. Number four, Michigan. Uh, Number five was Clemson. And number six was Alabama. Mm. Now, again, it's early. Most of this isn't going to matter because with the exception of Clemson, all of these other teams got big games to play either in their conference against each other, like Ohio State, Michigan. So that's going to work itself out. And with Alabama, Tennessee and Georgia, Tennessee and Georgia play this week. Yeah, that's going to be a big game. That's going to work itself out. Clemson got to get past Notre Dame. Stop playing. That's going to be (laughs) it. We're going to talk about that. That's in my one of my games to see because right now Clemson and the ACC look real shaky with some of these ACC losses that happened recently mm. but um so yeah Georgia's doing what he's doing Georgia beat down Florida 
Wasn't really a competitive game. Uh, again, everything is pointing to this weekend with where they play Tennessee. And Tennessee mm-hmm. blew out number 19, Ooh. Kentucky. Man. That was impressive. Were they even Ken- on the field? Kentucky could score. They beat them boys 44 to 6. Right. Shut that well, offense down. Back to the big blue. So if they can shut Kentucky <laughs> down and Georgia has struggled with offense some games, fellas, I said it early in the year, I thought Georgia could repeat. The winner of this game this weekend has a good shot of winning national championship. Yeah, but the question is, can they do it? Because we know that sometimes Georgia don't show up either. They may squeak by and win a game, but they're not as dominant as they were in past years. Oh, absolutely. Last year they had all-time defense. So let me ask you this. Does the loser of this game drop out the top four? I don't think so. Depending on what happens in other games and who does it. If Georgia loses, Mm -hmm. I think Georgia might jump jump out of the top four. Mm. Really? Because they don't have a significant big win. So would that let Alabama back in? Alabama controls its own destiny. Mm -hmm. Alabama plays LSU this week, which is number 15. They follow that up by playing Ole Miss, which I think is top 20. They win those two games. They go to the SEC championship game. Go to the SEC championship game. You're going to play Tennessee or Georgia. Mm -hmm. Whoever wins that Whoever wins yeah. SEC championships going yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is the one that's in the catbird seat. Tennessee could literally lose to Georgia today, win the rest of the games. It's still good. Alabama beats Georgia in a tight game. And they can say, our only loss is to a one loss Georgia. And we beat the SEC champ. So mm. they got a good shot of getting there. Mm. Uh, Ohio State, I watched that game against Penn State. Penn State should have won that game. I know. They they were oh Penn State was rocking them. Oh, and they showed the blueprint in how to oh. beat Ohio State. You actually know the dame showed it in game one. And and Penn State followed it. Be fiscal with Ohio State on the line of scrimmages and fiscal with their receivers, the only receiver until late in the fourth quarter that could get open for Ohio State was Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. And it's in the DNA. Yeah. His daddy's a Hall of Famer. And he looked just like his daddy, but two inches taller. Right. Mm. Like his daddy. Right. <laughs> wow. And that's why I say in sense with like this, I think Michigan going to get them again this year. I think they're going to get them again. Yeah, Michigan has all the tools because Michigan is a fiscal plan team anyway under Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. But with that young quarterback, my only concern is can that first-year starting quarterback make the big throws that he's going to have to make against Ohio State because they're going to have to score a little bit with him. Right. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Michigan's got all yeah. everything in place to beat them. Hmm. And, Speaking about Michigan, we got to talk about the incident. Michigan beat Michigan State. That wasn't no big ifs. Michigan State is struggling this week, this year. But the story of the game was what happened after the game. Did you, have y'all did y'all see any of the clips of? Yeah, heard about it. Yeah. And I'm gonna call it. it the assault beatdown of mm-hmm. two Michigan players in the tunnel 
Uh, they were playing at Michigan, and the big house has one tunnel for both right. teams, and then right. they go to their different locker rooms on each side. So going into the locker room, uh, I haven't seen any footage of what happened prior, right. but there's right. footage out there, and you can see a group of Michigan State players swarming one Michigan guy, beating him down to the ground, kicking him, stomping him, hitting him. And I, I heard today that there's video of another group of players. One guy, Michigan State guy, hitting a guy with his helmet, mm. took his helmet off and swung his helmet, then put his helmet back on and started punching and beating on a, another Michigan player. So as of today, eight Michigan State players have been suspended indefinitely while the matter's been investigated by Michigan State, the Big Ten, and more importantly, Michigan police are now involved in it because J- Harbaugh is not letting this go. He's saying, police, these guys should be charged because that mm-hmm. was assault. Mm-hmm. And I would agree when that looked like somebody getting jumped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a disturbing video, to say to say the least, for players to really engage in that kind of warfare or that kind of fighting off off of the field like great if you're going to keep it in between the hash marks that's where it should be but you have to remember you not only represent an institution but you represent your families and you represent yourself and Mm -hmm. you're at school not just to play sports but to get an education and for those things to transpire you know i needed to see the video before i weighed in on it and i think they should be charged and I understand why Harbaugh is really pushing that because what if, what if one of those players got mortally wounded or, or, or hurt or killed mm-hmm. or getting hit with a helmet, you get paralyzed. Like all types of things could have happened in that situation. And you can't just say boys will be boys in those situations. Mm-hmm. A similar thing happened a couple of weeks ago in the Penn State game against Michigan, but it didn't get to that level. So it's leading them to also put some onus on Michigan, the school, because why do you have this over $100,000 fan stadium that you can get people in, but yet you don't have separate ways that the teams can actually exit the field so that you can avoid these situations like that, especially in heated rivalry games. But yeah, that's a a real unfortunate bad look. Well, the reason for that is the big house is – 50, 60 years old, maybe even older, that they've just added seats to the top of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was designed years ago when you didn't have two tunnel entrances for two, for the separate teams. So they need to, yeah. they're going to have to probably come up with, unfortunately, I hate creating rules for one of incidents, but I think they're going to have to have to come up with a situation where they let one team go into the locker room, the other team. Right. Wins. And I'm like, that would have been so simple, right? That would have been and so then, simple. And then give them an extra two minutes. Yeah. But you're not, expect, you're not expecting yeah. this to happen. I mean, no one, no one could foresee that happening. And so it, it's unfortunate that it did, but I mean, just, just like you said, if you want to, if you want to grind, grind in, in on the field, not outside the field. But but to say the last thing on this though, J three, they've had smaller incidents that happen because of this. So you're not gonna keep having little small sparks before a fire is gonna go off. They they should have known better and should have made some provisions for this type of thing to happen. Yeah. Continuing on with some top ten, and then we're gonna get into some upsets. Number seven, TCU. Uh 
came back, beat West Virginia 41-31. They're the Big Twelve's last chance of possibly making it to the college football playoff. Uh, they were ranked number seven right behind Alabama in the latest poll that just dropped. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to come out of the Big 12 undefeated. And if you're not undefeated from the Big 12, you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oklahoma days are over. They, so they're not going to just take also ran. Big Red, I know we moving on to the NFL, but I got to tell you, I'm becoming a Bo, Bo Nix fan. <laughs> he did it again, y'all. He did yo, it again. Yo, did Bo Nix is doing his thing out in Oregon. That change of scenery was the best thing for him. Getting out of Daddy's shadow, getting out of Auburn. He dropping three, four, five touchdowns. Yeah. And Oregon hasn't lost a game since that week one beatdown that they got to Georgia. And if you factor in, it was a brand new coaching staff, yeah. a brand new QB, new to this, new to Oregon, and all that. They they're the most. Yeah. I think they have a chance of sneaking in if a bunch of teams start losing, because I think they can run the Pac-12 because they don't have to play USC unless they meet USC in the uh, Pac-12 championship because they're not they're not scheduled this year. So the only big time power they got left in the Pac-12 is Utah. And I think Oregon can beat Utah. So yeah, yeah. they go to the Pac-12 championship game. They might have one loss and it's to Georgia in the first game of the year. So, <laughs> But upsets, fellas, it's bad enough Kansas State beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> when you number nine in the country and you get beat 48 to nothing, Mm, mm, mm. That's a beat down. <laughs> the mm, largest mm, mm. defeat by a top 10 opponent against a lower ranked opponent ever? And the first shutout ever? Who's that? Wow. Gundy? Mike Gundy? Is yeah, the boy. Oh my God. Mm, that mm, hurts. Mm. That hurts. And then number 10, Wake Forest. I, I said about the ACC looking a little suspect. They lose to Louisville, a 500 team, 48 to 21. Mm. They just lose. They got beat down. Mm. <laughs> and then, as you said, Professor, yeah. your Notre Dame fighting Irish went on the they road, put it on went the into the carrier dome, and put, put it on Syracuse. Wow. So that that's the second Ooh. best team in the ACC. So now, yeah. Gives them that hope. My weekend. They still got hope. And J3, I'm already talking trash to Dayon. I was like, we're going to get y'all, boy. I'm just happy for the head coach because he needed a big-time victory yeah, and to do that on the did. road. And he's yeah. got another chance. If he does if he does that again this weekend, then all is good and he's fine. But before we get to the notable games, last but not least, fellas, we, we mentioned it last week. Football championship series ranked number five, Jackson State. That's the division right below FBS and Power Five. Went to 8 0. They had all the hoopla. College game day came to an HBCU, put on a show Saturday. Even had Stephen A. Smith down there picking picks. (laughs) Probably contracted his COVID from down there because he's off ESPN (laughs) because of COVID. Wow. Did their thing. And then they took all that energy into the stadium and they shut out Rival Southern, mm-hmm. 35-0. They just yeah. beat them. They shut them out. Yeah. 
And who who ain't swag? Dion. <laughs> Dion ain't swag. What? Yeah. So the notable games for week 10. The biggest game of the week is number two, Tennessee, visiting wow. Georgia, 3.30 p.m. CBS. Let's go. The winner of that game is going to win the SEC East and probably go to the SEC Championship unless they have some kind of crazy fluke mess up. The next big game, number six, Alabama, at 15, LSU, Great. Great. And they going down to Louisiana State. They made this a night game. So this yeah, is going to be a night you. game at LSU. That's going to be a tough game. What's your then prediction you got number five. Huh? What's your prediction on it? You know how I roll. I'm never going right. to roll. You better, you better <laughs> roll that way. Roll tight. Never roll against the tide, bro. I didn't say you did. I said, what's your prediction on it? <laughs> roll That's what I tide said. roll. <laughs> So you ain't gonna give me no score. You just gonna go ahead and get the victory. <laughs> as long as you got one more than the other people, that's all. Oh, BJ. Uh oh. <laughs> but this is not gonna be an easy game because we've seen how Alabama's played this year on the road. So number five, Clemson goes into Notre Dame. Mm. It's a night game mm. at Notre Dame. <laughs> if the Fighting Irish get that crowd going, they got a chance to upset undefeated Clemson. That would be huge, huge game. Let's see if they so those are the biggest games of the week. So I, I, again, I become a classic Notre Dame fan because of their head coach. Uh, I want to make sure he gets a shot. But shout out to them. You got some big games coming, and then they follow next week. We're getting into the meat of the college football season, so let's do this thing. Thank you, BJ. Thank you. Mm All right, let's talk some NFL news, fellas. First of all, the NFL is starting to act like more and more like the NBA. (laughs) And you know who's to blame for this this year? (laughs) The Los Angeles Rams from last year. What his say? F them picks. <laughs> you got a chance to win. We pushing everything into the center of the table, and we trying to win. All in, there baby. Was, All in. There was already five trades before the deadline, and if you look back in the history, the NFL rarely had trades. If they had trades, it'd be two or three. Four was a lot. Five mm-hmm. was close to the record. Today, it went crazy in the NFL. Probably the biggest trade of the day. The Dolphins traded their 2023 first round pick, which means Tua is safe. They believe in Tua. A 2024 fourth round pick plus running back Chase Edmonds to Denver for their defensive end outside linebacker Bradley Chubb, a former number one player uh, from NC State. So he comes back to the East Coast. Dolphins can score with anybody. They Their defense had taken a step back. Now they got somebody who can go after a quarterback. And then they weren't done. Then they went to the 49ers and said, well, we just traded Chase Edmonds, so we need a backup running back. So they got Jeff Wilson Jr. from the 49ers for a 2023 fifth-round pick. Yeah. So the Dolphins are all in. We already beat the Bills once. It looks like the Bills are the best in the AFC. We got a shot at this as long as Tua stay healthy. Mm-hmm. The Bears, I know this hurts you a little bit. 
Yeah. I know he's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Bears traded a second 2023 second round pick for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool. So I guess the Steelers are officially punting, saying, okay, yeah. we're not gonna be able to do anything this year. Yeah. Let's move on. But that's it looked like the Bears was just giving away a bunch of stuff, but bringing in Claypool is the first positive sign that they're gonna try to help their young quarterback. Right. Bringing in a legit wide receiver to add to that. Yeah, so, that's tough though, Big Rich. They yeah. depleting the defense though. So I'm happy for him moving on, but I kind of wanted to see him stay a stealer. But I think if um they can really develop um the quarterback then he has a chance because he's a receiver man they got to get him the ball and they do a bit too much running in chicago at the quarterback position so i'm so hoping that the line ain't all that good yeah they're another team that got to fix their line and it's right. like they got to fix their line but i think given claypool's a big strong receiver so giving mm-hmm. him a big target that he can throw the ball up when he doing Justin Fields and throw the ball up and have confidence that he's going to go up and get it for him. I think that'll help. At least they're trying to give Fields some help. They got to keep him healthy, though, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared for him every week. Even the Vikings have changed their, their stripes. They traded away two picks, a second and a third, one in 2023 and 2024, to pick yeah. up tight end TJ Hoxson from pick. the Lions. Oh, yes. Sneaky. Mm. So they said, oh, Green Bay down? Oh, we're going to win this division now. We're going to try to set ourselves up for to take a shot of winning the NFC. So, And where's Sense at? Because I told him Kirk coming back this weekend with a chip on his shoulder. Now you just gave him a tight end to go with them wide receivers? Man. They Uh, better hope Chase Young come back this weekend. A legit tight end. The Ravens didn't stand packed. I love the move by the Ravens. They gave up a 2023 second and fifth plus linebacker A.J. Klein for all-pro linebacker Rokon Smith, who's only 26. He a puppy. Yeah, that's who I wanted Washington to get before the season started, but they, they never could pull that deal off. But glad to see him come to the purple and black. So, B.J., man, the still is about to get buried in that division. Sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> The Chiefs picked up uh, what New York Giants considered was a bust, Kadarius Toney, for a third and a sixth pick. The Eagles, earlier last week, traded for uh, Chicago's defensive end, Robert Quinn, to bolster their defense. Like the Eagles needed anything. <laughs> Man, they stacking their roster. No more pass yeah, rush, they, too. They stacking their roster. Hey, but I know you moved past it. Watch Tony become electric in this offense in KC. Man, they, they know what they're doing out there. Right. And and he can be – please don't get me confused. He's not cheetah, but he right. has the speed. Right. Yeah. Close to that. So he can take the top off of the defense and let all those other receivers that they pulled together do their work with Lil E. So that's right. nice. Because he only uh, a couple of years removed from when they were tearing it up in Florida. He and Pitts, yeah, man. Yeah. And they had man, they had Alabama on the ropes. Remember that? But we can move mm, on. Mm-hmm. But did they win? I know, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying okay. they had them on the ropes. <laughs> the he tried to slide that in there. <laughs> yeah, he, he tried to zing that in there. Even the Bills made a move. They traded 
uh, disappointing to them running back Zach Moss in the sixth rounder for Naheem Hines. So now they got a running back that can get out of the backfield, catch the ball a little bit, run a little bit. So it seemed like everybody was making moves. And even the Steelers <laughs> made a move. It ain't going to help them this year. But they got um, <laughs> cornerback William J- Jackson. <laughs> BJ, they did pick up William Jackson from Washington, so that was a good one. He's a bum. (laughs) I just think he was playing in the wrong defense. You know, you know, Washington's defense is terrible. All of them look worse than they are. So we will see next year when the new coaching staff comes in. Oh, you already predicted it. Even though they got to 500, that's short-lived. So, But what what I've noticed about the NFL this year, fellas, we're halfway through for most of the teams. Most of the teams have played eight games. A couple only played seven. So we're at that midway point. And I think we can educatedly make projections of what teams are what for the 2022 season. And I've basically broken them down into three legit categories, elite teams, Super Bowl contenders, playoff teams. There's only three elite teams in the NFL that I see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One in the NFC, Philadelphia. Philly. I think they've got the best team, both sides of the ball in the NFC, bar none, probably the best team in the NFL right now. Not even talking about their undefeated record, just the way they plan. They play to their strengths, and now they're getting uh, A.J. Brown going and all that. They look really good. And on the AFC, you got the Buffalo Bills and and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Those are the elite teams in the NFL. No argument. Any disagreement there? Nope. No, no, agree, agree. Then we got our Super Bowl contenders. I think teams that are good, and if things fall right with the new additions they made, can legitimately make a run for the get it to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. In the NFC, I see Vikings. three additional teams. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give the Vikings their respect, and I'm gonna give your boy Kurt his respect. The mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings are playing good football. That new head coach where the offensive mind is really doing some things. The only thing that they have to worry about is they got to keep their star wide receiver happy. He was pouting a little bit last game because he wasn't getting the ball. (laughs) Then you got the Dallas Cowboys who have an elite defense, and it looks like that is starting to come around. But I think they're a wide receiver away from really, really being able to knock off Philly. And then the scariest team in the NFC, San Francisco 49ers, fellas. Did y'all see that pickup with Castro? Yeah. Did y'all see what they did with McCaffrey with a full week of practice? Yep. He threw a touchdown. Ran mm-hmm. a touchdown trifecta. and caught a sweet end zone touchdown. Trifecta, yep. Mm-hmm. He only been there eight days. Right. <laughs> so crazy. imagine what happens when they actually fully integrate him into the offense. 
And they're going to get Debo back. Kittle looks like he's back to his old self. Yeah. What is it about them that they just own the Rams? They beat them like eight straight times, man. They I just think the Rams them. don't have they don't have they don't have that uh they don't have that hunger anymore for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But they even just, last year, they beat them twice, except the playoffs, obviously. But in the regular season, they beat them twice. It's like they just he just Kyle Shanahan out coaches the Rams. He could get them X's and O's. The difference, what happened in the NFC uh, in the playoffs last year was the Rams coach can get his guys motivated. I think that's the difference. I think Kyle Shanahan's a great motivator, but he's a brilliant X's and O's guy. Mm. And McVay is a motivator that's a good X's and O's guy. But when you don't have all those horses like they had had last year, I think that's the issue. Oh, you you got to acknowledge BJ, Big Red. They missing Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm glad you you're a professor. You know, y'all can go back and forth and you know do their thing. As you said, they rebuilding. BJ, they rebuilding, BJ. And, and Mark, you're right. This has been a fun, fun year because, like we said, there's only three teams that are just dominant, dominant. So it is cool. Um, in the AFC, I only see one Super Bowl contender other than the Bills in Kansas City to me. Miami. That's the Miami Dolphins. Yep, yep. Bef- before what happened last night, I would have put the Bengals in there because it looked like Joe Burrow was going on that way. Mm. Mm. But with the injury that they had to Jamar Chase, who could be out anywhere from two to six weeks, and it's a hip, that's a problem. Their offense looked totally different without him in there. So, And then you got your playoff teams. In the NFC, the Giants, I think, definitely going to make the playoffs, playing good football. I think the Bucs are going to end up winning the sorry NFC South because I don't mm. have confidence in the Falcons. But they, the Falcons got a shot. The Seahawks, you got to give them their props. Pete, Pete's got them boys playing well. Yeah. And Gino is making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gino is looking like, look, if you give me a chance in the right situation, I can be a solid NFL starter. Gino getting his prayers answered this year, boy. Mm-hmm. So he ain't gonna be a forty million dollar guy, but I think Gino gonna get twenty five to thirty million dollars a year, in like a three year deal, which is gonna be good. So, and then uh, the Falcons or the Saints, I think, is gonna be that other team that might sneak in in a wild card. The AFC, the Bengals gonna make the playoffs, but they're not ready. The Chargers are not ready. Tennessee. Then you got the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots. One of them might sneak into the playoffs. Everybody else sucks. Bill. <laughs> yeah. What Bill did to the Jets is vintage Bill. Mm-hmm. He made a young quarterback look like he didn't know what he was doing in the second half. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. That is vintage Bill. But I wanted to ask you a question, fellas. 
earlier this preseason, I'm, I'm included, everybody was talking about the vaunted AFC West might be the best division we ever seen yeah. with all those quarterbacks in there. It might just be me, but I think we got three coaches in that division that are over their head. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denver's Nathaniel Hackett. Oof. He needs to be one and done. The Chargers, Brandon yeah, Staley. Brandon Staley. Mm. The Chargers have so much talent on their team. You can't win. And look like they might miss the playoffs again. Or but he showed you that last year. He right. made some bonehead calls. I gave him the benefit of the doubt last year because he was a rookie coach. So I figured he'd get better. But it doesn't look like he's getting better. And Josh McDaniels, Retrade. what he's doing to the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Retread. They had All an inner time. coach. Versace. Yeah, should have got was the a job. special teams coach yeah. who rallied the troops and had them win it and got mm. them into the playoffs. That's right. Josh McDaniels got them shut yeah. out this weekend. Disrespectful, mm. man. Mm. God, it's my dad's team. It's just disrespectful. And Versace. all that talent. They yeah. got a Versace lot of talent on this squad. It's crazy. So, yeah, it, 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 I, I think McDaniels is a hell of an offensive coordinator. And I think if he's smart, that the Raiders owner saying he's not going anywhere and he's staying. But if you see a mistake, the best thing to do is admit you made a mistake, Urban bite Meyer. the bullet, move on, and yeah. go forward, and let McDaniels go back to New England. I think he would be good going back to New England, helping Mac Jones, and then whenever Belichick decides to walk away, that's the job that might fit him best because they're used to playing a certain way. Yeah, but I give respect to Jacksonville. Because when they saw Urban Meyer was a train wreck, they got him off of there, man. That That's yeah. exactly what they should do here. Crazy. Yeah, so we're not going to get into too many games, but I got to ask y'all folks, did y'all see what happened in the Atlanta Falcons-Carolina Panthers game? Uh-huh. Yeah, that went down to the Y, man. <laughs> DJ Moore, man, you've been in the NFL for five years? Yeah, just stupid. I understand you caught an amazing, amazing, almost Hail Mary type pass. Speaking of that, did you see PJ Walker throw that deal? PJ. And PJ. double coverage at that. So PJ. 70 yards in the air <laughs> on the dime. He's going to give Baker goodness. his walking papers. <laughs> oh, my. So we saw PJ when he was playing in the. XFL, XFL. doing yes, his sir. thing. Yes, sir. P- if PJ gets a coach that believes in him and gives him a chance, y'all saw that man has a cannon. And if you build an offense around what he does well, I think he can be a legit NFL starter. I but, I mean, come on, DJ Moore. I know you're excited. You can't take your helmet off. Take your helmet off. off. And come sneakily, on. that was a P.I. Because uh, – that um, I forget the cornerback, like he had his hands all over him and he still caught it. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's a shame. Got the Falcons to 4 4 leading the sorry NFC South, but mm. I, I'm surprised he didn't get traded today. But I guess nobody wanted that headache, yeah, because you know? Carolina getting rid of everything else. So, oh, and got a shout out Derek Henry. I mean, mm. 200, oof, 219. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. It's a 
third time in a row he's done that to the Texans. Uh, <laughs> Reminisce. He gave him 203 times in a row. Sometimes the Texans don't even look like an NFL team, man. They don't. Just eating them up. Are there any games that stood out to you guys before we get into the week nine intriguing games and then get into the our post takes? Well, I gotta say, I mean, and it ain't the home Remy, but that that command is coach. But it is though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and all it's that okay. Is. It's okay. <laughs> a good man down to the wire that hail Mary to um Terry in his hometown. So I mean that that was that was the icing on the cake in itself. And, and, then, and I love you, but I'm gonna tell you why it's a homerism call because the game was terrible. But that play was big. They won the game. That but nobody else would mention it. <laughs> no, I mean, it stood out to me because of that one play. Way that they yeah. that because it seemed like Indiana Indi- Indianapolis had that game won. Yeah, shout out to Terry McLaurin who who took over in the second half and kept them chains moving to win that game and put that out of there. And it's obvious. They need to go ahead and let Heineke finish the season, see what he can do. They won't. Mm-hmm. And, and just bite the bullet and say we made a, a $30 million mistake this year, and then he out of there next year, and then see what these young kids can do with this quarterback. And Because they believe more in Heineke than they do wins. I mean, Oh, it's can- obvious. Yeah, we, right. But it's, they believed in him last year, and the idiots in the front office still brought Carson Wentz in. So he's gonna get mm-hmm. back in, just letting y'all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the intriguing games of the week that we gotta look forward to Thursday night. It's gonna probably be a blowout, but anytime the Eagles have a chance to go nine and no, I gotta give them a shout out. They go nine and no and then get ready for their bye. I mean, what a way to do that. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Sunday, Vikings at Washington. That could be a very oh, interesting yeah. Kirk comes back home. This is the test. Washington's Vi- playing a little better. That's that's gonna be an interesting this is the game. Test. The Vikings are stacked now that they got Hawkinson. So yeah, and this is a test. But even with, with, with the uh trade, the Vikings normally own the uh the, the Washington team every time they come here. So it's that's not true. gonna be anything different. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you got the Chargers at the 500 Falcons. I do 500 teams. I think the loser of this game is done. <sighs> Dolphins at Bears. Mm. Okay, okay. Dolphins. Let's well, go. I definitely ain't going to say Bills and Jets, then, because mm. the Seahawks and Cardinals are going to be an interesting. Okay, game. that'll be a better game. <laughs> well, that depends on what, what, what Cardinals team shows up, because right now they ain't doing nothing. Well, I got to say, BJ got me to say this. I know Geno going to show up, so we're going to yeah. see some fireworks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's a division robbery. So, you know, you got the Rams at the Bucks. Tom Brady that had a little time. They had that many breaks since they played on the Thursday night. Can he get ready in the Rams offense? Can they do something? Especially since, why was Cooper Cup in that game with a little over a minute left? They down 14 points to end up getting his ankle hurt. They lucky it's only a strain. And yeah. that looked like he had either broke his foot or tore up some ligaments in his ankle. So... I'm looking forward to the Titans at the Chiefs that should because be a good one. the Titans are going to be physical with the Chiefs. 
And Derrick Henry going to try to give him another 150 to 200. So how are the Chiefs going to hold up defensively against that? And then Monday night, Ravens at the Saints. Quietus is kept. They haven't been winning a lot. But the Saints, with that, uh, what they call them, the Red Rifle, they've actually been playing a little bit decent football on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, he's going to give you a couple picks too, so don't don't get too happy with him. <laughs> He gonna he gonna give you a couple now. Okay. Jay James oh, Kamara out there. So I wouldn't be so sure that the Vikings are coming to Washington and run all over him. Kirk is still Kirk. No, mm. actually he's not. Have I think he's different. Him? I think this new coach yeah, is helping not. him. Right. So we will see. We'll see. We will see. There's six teams with buys: Broncos, Browns, Cowboys, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers. So a bunch of teams off. So not that many games this week. Professor. If you're ready, it's time for your takes, and then we can get out of here with our final post. All right. Wonderful. So thank you for ushering back in the post takes. We've been off for a while, so certainly want to treat the fans to what they've been asking for. So this week, as you know, it is November 1st, better known as Movember. It's a time where we can focus on prostate cancer and all ailments and health. Uh, that men go through. So certainly as the men on this show, we say all year round, please go get your checkups. Please get checked out, get yearly physicals. If it's your time, get your prostate exams, all of that kind of stuff. Just do what you're supposed to do, especially men of color. You know, we're predisposed to certain ailments. So in order to catch those things early so you can be around, we advocate that as much as we can. So certainly please be on the lookout for different information and links that I'll be pushing out on social media for November. If you guys want to donate to a charity, please do so. And I'll share that stuff with you throughout the month. Now, you already see we we, we pretty much already start on this show. So if you clean faced and you want to support, grow your mustache or beard out for this entire month. You don't have to do anything else, but show some solidarity for men getting their checkups and being cancer free. So I wanted to treat you guys a little bit down memory lane. And I know most of the folks, especially older folks, remember Brian Piccolo. And he was uh, featured in the movie Brian song. And Billy D. Williams was in that movie. And uh, Scott, uh, what's his face? The, the, the very, Scott Kahn was in there as well. And it was a very good movie, and it's how I wanted to kick off this month of just being aware of our health and things of that nature. So I want to point out a few players that are really going strong now. I think most people will remember Trey Mancini. He was a Baltimore Oriole. Now he's in the World Series with the Houston Astros. He overcame at the age of 28 uh, in 2020 colon cancer. You know, mm. so that's something that we want to remember. So if you haven't had a colonoscopy lately, those polyps, they can form. It's easy, quick and easy to go get it done. And you can check yourself out and make sure you're good. Most people remember Anthony Rizzo, you know, at the age of uh, 18 and tw- in 2007, you know, he uh, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Well, if you know anything about Anthony Rizzo, he's 11 seasons strong in won the World Series with the Chicago Cubs in 2016. But again, this just letting you guys know that these are folks that went and they got checked out and made sure that they were good to go to catch things early. This year, you may have heard uh, Tennessee Titans 
uh, player John Mechie the third out of where? Uh, out of where? Alabama. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> out of Alabama. <laughs> he has uh, a form of leukemia that he's battling this year. So he took a year off to focus on his health. Again, early diagnosis. He could have been playing this year, not knowing what in the world was wrong with him. But he made sure that those checkups led to him taking a year off and getting himself in order. So understand that there are many types of cancers out there. We just came out of Breast Cancer Month. And please believe that men also get breast cancer. So those self-examinations that you do from your chest to your testicles, do them because they will help in early detection. If you see anything that's out of order, go and see your doctor. All right. Is what you pay all that money for health insurance for, so you might as well use it. And then I wanted to talk to the folks a little bit about some other people, and we're going to shift to Edna Campbell. Many of y'all will know WNBA All-Star for the Sacramento Monarchs way back when in 2005 when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She battled that thing and kept her career going. So those are things that we want people to remember. It's not just a man or woman thing or child thing, but just getting those checkups. And then I want you guys to remember another uh, great athlete <clears throat> by the name of James Conner, running back out of Pitt, I believe, that ended up yeah. being drafted by Pittsburgh. He now plays for the Arizona Cardinals. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 2015, I believe it was. And see, these are things that we're, we're constantly looking at because what do they all have in common? They got tested, diagnosed beat their cancers and went right back to playing on the field. So of course yes. we're not pro athletes, but we have an everyday life. So we want to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do because guess what? There are people in your lives that want you to keep playing. They want you to keep toting that rock. They want you to keep showing up each and every day, healthy, ready to go, ready to leave. So this month I want you all to really just think about it. Cause I could have gave you a list of a thousand athletes that have beaten cancer. And then we also don't want to forget the ones that we have lost because we know that with every victory, we have people that succumb to these illnesses, but they're never mm -hmm. forgotten and their strength can never be forgotten because they were all fighters, no matter they lost this battle or not. So continue to encourage one another, stay strong out there and happy Movember. That was excellent, Professor. And right on point. Right on point. All right, fellas, it's time for us to get up out of here with our post takes. J3, why don't you kick us off, brother? Yes. Don't forget, we got the Bay Walk next week. We are ready. Are you ready? If not ready, get ready. See ya. Absolutely. Still time to join us if you want to join us the once a year annual bay bridge run walk uh it's a 10k a little over six miles if you want to join us next sunday uh, november 13th you have to register this week because they're almost sold out but we'd love to have you we got a group um team posts if you want to join us let me know so i can give you the information to our team um, and please sign up asap since what you got um Mine's going to be all over the place, but it's all going to come back to um, to make sense. No pun intended. Um, first, just want to just, um, you know, it feels good to be talking sports with you guys. I haven't been, you know, able to get on 
as often as I would like due to this, um, you know, crazy um, work schedule. But just, you know, just wanted to say that. And also just to, you know, be safe out there. We got this RSV that's uh, running rampant and, you know, just kind of, you know, keep that mask on, keep that sanitizer handy, you know, because it's also on surfaces. So, you know, just uh, be vigilant and stay safe. And lastly, I don't know where Michigan is ranked now in this top 10, but I'm going to say. So for an official college football. They're undefeated, man. Granted, they haven't, like, beat teams of, 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 of heavy stature. They beat Iowa. They beat Penn State. Michigan State wasn't ranked. But, you know, they please move them past four. For this Everybody next. above them is undefeated. I don't It's still Michigan, though. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yes. Go ahead. Finish your story. No, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you missed it. It's Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan. Okay. All right. Hard for you to argue with those three bums. <laughs> All right. Professor J, what you got for me? Yeah, since I, I did my post takes out in on a sports note, shout out to Robert Griffin III. Um, I made a comment to my wife just yesterday about the maturity that Robert has really come through and listening to his commentary and how he thoughtfully analyzes, you know, things on ESPN as an analyst. I just really find him to be a very refreshing voice these days. when Everybody is yelling and, and doing hot takes and things of this nature. He comes with a real uh, pointed uh, and precise point of view when it comes to the sports that he covers. So I wish the young man continued success in what he does as a commentator and analyst. Yeah, he's doing a great job at ESPN, and they're giving him more and more stuff, so shout out to him. Uh, BJ, uh, continue prayers out to you, partner. Yes. I, I definitely feel for you and wish you continued strength and health. Um, I'd like to dedicate this. I don't have really a final post, but a dedication. Yesterday would have been my mom's 75th birthday. Mm. I lost my mom 10 years ago, April 14th, mm. to, to a very rare kidney cancer. So I've had that hit home firsthand. So um, miss her. It, uh, Halloween is hard for me because that was her special day, obviously being her birthday. So yeah, if, if you got your, your parents, wife, brothers, sister, brothers from another mother, sisters from another mother, tell them you love them hold them tight because my mom was diagnosed and was gone within four months. Mm -hmm. So that cancer is a tough one. So yeah. get your checkups. Movember men, get checked up. Don't wait to the last minute because a lot of the cancers that men have, if you catch it early, can prevent you from having major issues and keep you around for your family a little longer. All right. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and the opportunity to share positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our live show. You can also download this show and previous shows through our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Just put in positions on sports talk show. If you go to any of those uh, subjects, please subscribe and like. Subscriptions are free. 
If you prefer podcasts, you can check out your favorite podcast platform. We're on there, uh, Apple, all those things. Just put in positions on sports. Uh, the professor does a great job uploading uh, different episodes, so we always have information and shows for you there. Please hit us up at Positions on Sports on Facebook, Twitter's at Positions on SBO one We'd love to hear from you. And as always, be safe out there. We want to hear from you next week and have you be a part of our crew. So we'll see you next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Y'all stay safe, and we out. Peace. God bless.